0: Welcome to Something Cinematic, the movie and television podcast where we talk about what we've been watching. Uh, my name is George and with me is Mike. How you doing? So, uh, welcome back guys. This is episode number 30. Um, this week we're going to be talking about our favorite animated movies and uh, we're going to talk about The Conjuring first before we do that, but there's been a lot of buzz on the internet pat the past couple of days. Well, actually, just yesterday. Just yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. This news is breaking break- news here. Yes. We're bringing
1: this to you. Right.
0: So, breaking news. Uh, uh, they have cast the new Batman for the new Batman Superman movie that's going to be coming out in 2015, and they chose Ben Affleck. They
1: chose Ben Affleck.
0: Ben motherfucking Affleck. <laughs> I know what you're all
1: thinking. How can he be both Daredevil and Batman? They're both DC characters.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... I don't know. I think I think they would rather forget that Daredevil ever existed, yeah, as most everybody else. But uh, yeah, obviously this is a big shock to everybody, and the internet has just been going crazy Mm -hmm. over it. Um, A lot of uh, people have been making a bunch of jokes about it, especially like referencing Matt Damon saying he's going to be like the Robin, you know, like just making a bunch of really silly jokes. Uh, But uh, um, what were your like initial thoughts on it? Well, I don't know. I mean. The initial online reaction was
1: overwhelmingly negative. Yeah, there was immediate backlash, uh-huh. and then over after a little while, there was the backlash to the backlash. You <laughs> were talking about he's a super talented guy, right? And a lot of like Hollywood figures are coming out and posting on Twitter like he's got more. I think I saw one guy tweet a director tweet like he's got more talent in his pinky than, oh, than, than half the actors in Hollywood. And you know, to some degree, it's true. He's very talented. He's a very yeah. talented director. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's a horrible actor, though. Yeah, and. But at the same time, I can't really get worked up about this because yeah. uh, I I didn't see the last Superman movie. I heard almost nothing but bad things. Generally, people weren't thrilled with it. Yeah, and uh, I think Zack Snyder is a really terrible director, and he's going to be directing the next movie. Yeah, so I I had zero expectations coming for, for this movie coming up, and. And adding Ben Affleck as a as an actor, <laughs> yeah, and the main character essentially uh, doesn't do anything for me. It, like it, it's I don't view it very well. But I did, I thought the movie was gonna be crap anyway. So yeah. if they announced that he was gonna be directing mm. the Batman Super Movie, I just that would have been
0: interesting. I. Yeah, that would have been really interesting. Um, but what do you my, think? You're, my, you're a my, Affleck my fan? Uh, he was a kind of weird fan. I yo. I have like a weird kind of uh, like okay, it's like. F- w- w- like, if you talked to me five years ago, I would have absolutely just hated this. Uh, you know? Even though my initial response was like, what the hell? Why? You know? Uh, but he was, five years ago, oh, man, you're right. He was such a terrible actor. You know? But I think... Five it, years ago, his career, just in general, was in the toilet. Yeah. I mean, that's it, the whole benefit. Right. Yeah. and But I think he's gotten better, like, yeah. as an actor. Um, and I have actually gained a lot of respect for him because of you know the movies he's directed and everything like uh. i don't know it's like to me it was like oh okay this this guy is actually yeah, but he's re- directing those movies man yeah i know and then that's why um i'm still not you know, a he big fan a of bad in
1: argo i mean, that's a little unfair he was
0: okay he was actually pretty good in argo uh that was probably the best performance i seen him in I, I think he i think he was decent in good Will hunting uh. um but yeah like overall he's just not a very good actor so i was i was not a big fan of this um, You know, I don't know. The, like, I'm kind of surprised because Henry Cavill, the guy that plays Superman, is like this new, brand new actor. Yeah. You know? And, and so I thought, why not just start fresh? Go with someone else that's kind of unknown. You know, you, you're, you're finding someone to replace Christian Bell, put a new face out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, like, to go with such an, a really established guy. You know, like, people are going to see him as Ben Affleck. They're not going to see him, they're not going to take him seriously in that role, I don't think, you mm. know? So, yeah, I, it's just a weird kind of decision. I, I mean, I'm, I, on the actual casting, I'm kind of, I'm neutral on it. I,
1: mm-hmm. I feel like there was a lot of criticism of Heath Ledger before the, he took the, when he was cast as Joker, a lot of people were upset about it. Yeah, We, we never know what these guys are going to produce until we actually see it. Like, who knows? He might have a really interesting take.
0: But Keith Ledger was an Oscar-nominated actor even before that. Was he? Yeah, for uh, um, the Mountain movie. What's it called?
1: Brokeback Mountain. Brokeback
0: Mountain. He was nominated for an Oscar for that role. So he was, you know, he had a pretty good, you know, he was getting well-established as an actor in, uh-huh. in Hollywood Anyway,
1: He also had a lot of bad movies. Well... I wasn't a particular. I wasn't a fan of his, and I know that, that just as in this case, there was an internet backlash when he was cast. Mm. A lot of people, like it was crazy. Everybody, yeah. it was like the general sentiment was they didn't want this guy as the Joker, and then he kind of completely turned it around. Obviously, yeah. and gave yeah. you know, it, it's incredible performance. Yeah, I, I you never know what they're going to give. Like I, I had no expectations for this movie, and who knows, he might do something interesting. I, I, I think it's interesting that he took this role. Because he obviously doesn't need the role. Yeah. Yeah. He has, he's kind of resurrected his career completely. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, an, a as really a in demand too. director, oh, okay. but I mean, <laughs> he, you know, he doesn't need the money. He isn't like, he took this role because he really wanted this role. So, yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what he does with it. I don't think that his casting is going to make or break this movie. Like mm-hmm. I said, I, I really just do not like Zack Snyder as a director. Yeah. And okay. I have zero faith in his ability to make a really great. Uh, Comic book, you know, movie.
0: After After Man of Steel, I definitely agree. So yeah, that's kind of unfortunate. I but but you know he is going to be surrounded by a really good cast because a lot of the people are going to be coming back, Uh, Um, and he's
1: going to be working with a better director than he is. So who knows? (laughs) I mean, some people were joking that like that Warner Brothers cast him to kind of keep Zack Snyder in line to like. Oh really?
0: Yeah, right. Isn't isn't that what uh, uh, Christopher Nolan was supposed to be doing, anyways? You know? Yeah, he was, but, but uh, that yeah, obviously so. didn't work out.
1: I know, I but. feel like Christopher Nolan. Someone else mentioned this on Twitter, actually, that Christopher Nolan just completely lost interest in the Batman series <laughs> once Heath Ledger died. Mm. And you know, like because I, I didn't think The Dark Knight Rises was uh, that was the third movie, right? Dark yeah. Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. I, think there a, I think it was. I think it's kind of a train wreck. Yeah, it wasn't. De- it definitely. re watching, it's just like mm-hmm. it does not hold up whatsoever. Yeah, and I feel like you know, I he just kind of lost his passion for it. I mean, that would be an excuse. I, I obviously you're not in his head. Don't know what he's thinking. Yeah, maybe he is still really super engaged and he just doesn't have it. It was, a
0: but it was also the writing too because I don't think he was as much a part of the process in the writing as he was, you know, in this one. But that could be part of it too. You know, uh, I think Jonathan Nolan wrote most of the movie, if I remember correctly, the third Batman movie. Yeah, right? yeah. So, anyways. But uh it'll be interesting, you know, um like also Ben Affleck will be surrounded by really good actors so that might help him. Well, who you know, are like the so actors? Who is it? Who? Amy Adams, Henry Cavill's coming back, uh Diane Lane's coming is back. Cavill
1: a good actor I don't know how he was. Yeah, he was he I, was, he, I
0: thought he was a pretty decent uh Superman. He I mean, he, honestly he doesn't have like a lot of dialogue in Man of Steel, I don't think, you know, like he was uh. Um, he had, uh, obviously, a couple of really emotional, intense moments and everything. So he did pretty good in that. Mm. But, over, I mean, I, I mean, think he would handle it pretty good. They had good. Michael
1: Shannon in the first movie. Yeah. And Michael Shannon is an extraordinary actor. Oscar-nominated yeah. actor, but just, just an incredible stage actor. He, he's just an all-around, everybody, an actor's actor, so to speak. Mm. And they weren't, like... From everything I've heard, I haven't seen it, but from, a, seen yeah. like, across the board, no one was too enthusiastic about that movie. Right. I, just, this feels to me like, uh, I, you know, I think this is an interesting casting. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that. So maybe I am a little more interested but, in now. But, yeah. Now, like, as I reflect upon it. Because <sighs> I don't think... I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, don't think, uh, Warner Brothers and, or DC, I should say. Yeah. DC's film efforts... Uh, are good at all? Yeah, I think I, they, they see what Marvel is doing and just kind of want to cash in on it as well. Yeah, uh, but they're not taking the approach that Marvel was taking. Marvel, in every in every instance, their approach has been to introduce his character by getting a, gr- a really good director to take mm. over it. And say what you will about Jon Favreau, not everybody loves him, but Jon Favreau established the Marvel universe. With Iron Man. Yeah. Like he set the tone that all of the movies Definitely. all of the movies are, are set in that universe and, and carry that same tone. Mm-hmm. And he has a history of making pitch perfect movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Elf, I think is Elf I think is like the greatest Christmas movie ever. It was yeah, it's a great it's movie. It's totally perfect. It's uh-huh. pitch perfect. So I, I feel like and he likes a throw, and now a lot of people saw that I thought it was a really good movie. Mm-hmm. It was a really interesting, like, you know, kid action movie. Mm. So he has, like, a, a history of handling it really well. Then yeah. they got uh, Kenneth Branagh, who uh, people like me who are big Shakespeare buffs know he's, in, like, incredible. Mm-hmm. He's very good director. He's Oscar... Uh, I think he won an Academy Award for his directing of uh, Henry V.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. I know you love that
1: movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then also we see, obviously, Joss Whedon. So they, they've, like, given these franchises to really capable stewards. Yeah. And in the, case of War- in the case of Warner Brothers and DC... Uh, that's, they haven't done that. They've tried to just go with kind of the glitz and the, the big explosions and, mm-hmm. you know, go into the, the visual effects and hopefully get it that way. But I... I so I went I from having, I guess, zero. I guess I'm interested to see what Ben Affleck does yeah, with the role. I guess. I mean... I, a, a, as you said, with uh, who else they could have gone or, like, what other direction they could have gone, yeah. I honestly don't know. Like,
0: I can you think of someone else who you, you would rather see as Batman? Like, who... Well, there was talk, but that, that like, uh, I can't... I, obviously, I would kind of be spoiling parts of Dark Knight Rises by saying it, but you uh, know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, but, like, you know, there there's a possibility there, but but at the same time, I don't even know how I would oh, feel about that. yeah, I would definitely yeah, would not like so, that. Yeah, so, I mean, that is something that people have thought about. I definitely would not have liked that. Yeah. I think that would have been a worse decision. Yeah, I don't so. think... that Yeah, I see that, but... But then I can't think of anybody else, so... Yeah. but Like, who... Uh, yeah, I mean, I that. guess you can't really, but you couldn't really think of when Henry Henry Cavill, like you, he's you know, that was just kind of like a shot and done. Yeah, or but whatever. I mean,
1: Superman is a really boring cipher of a character, anyway. I mean, there's yeah. nothing, there's really nothing to him. Yeah, I guess so. I but, mean, Batman has pathos.
0: Yeah, but um, just to talk about like how you were comparing how how Marvel has handled uh, you know like all the the Avengers and everything, how they did it so well, and I think that everything yeah, like how dc's handled everything is you can like the perfect example is just how they have handled trying to put together a justice league movie yeah like that has just been a complete disaster you know they've thrown out so many scripts already gotten so many pe- different people to try to even work on that script mm. and just constantly they they, they they it's failed so you know I don't know, so I can't really feel good about the Ben Affleck's casting either, and or even just the story that they might be able to put together for this movie. You know, like it's a big, big concept to you know that's Batman versus Superman. Thing. Batman Superman, yeah, like so own Comic Con, yeah, so like
1: it's, I, I mean that's no huge. With Zack Snyder attached, that's an incredible yeah, achievement. so.
0: Yeah, Man, for, this for is going
1: like, to be a disaster. I think. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not looking forward to it. I don't know about disaster. I think it, creatively, it's probably. It's not going. I don't think it's probably going to be a very good movie. Yeah, uh, it's going to make a shitload of money oh, though. I, it probably will. Uh, it, yeah, for me, it's just, it just it it begins and ends with the director. I, ben Affleck is not the reason why this movie is not going to work. If it doesn't work, yeah. Uh, he but he may potentially be the reason why it works if it ends up working. So I guess you, you gotta give it I the benefit of doubt there. Yep. Today I was really interested. I, I, it's such a such a missed opportunity because if you remember, before Christopher Nolan took over the the Batman trilogy, before he started his trilogy, mm-hmm. uh, that was in the person who was lined up to direct the next Batman movie was Darren Aronofsky. Which would have been, like, it's a really inspired choice. Now you have another auteur, someone else who can, I mean, people joke about Christopher Nolan, how dark his Batman series was. Could you imagine how dark a Darren Aronofsky Batman
0: could be? This is the same guy that, that, uh, he was rumored to be uh, directing the the new Wolverine movie, too. Uh uh, Are you sure it wasn't Wolverine? Because I don't remember. No,
1: no, Google it. Okay. It, yeah, he was. He was. This was yeah. prior to. This was a long time ago. This was oh. prior, to, prior to Christopher Nolan taking over. Oh, okay. Right, he right, backed right. out because uh, he had to work on another project. I think. Ah,
0: so gotcha, gotcha.
1: But yeah, but it, that would have been really interesting. And <clears throat> I, I, was holding out hope for after Nolan closed out his trilogy. Now they would give Aronofsky his trilogy. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously they went with. I, I think just I, I really do not like Zack <laughs> Snyder.
0: Yeah, I, I've grown to. I like feel like Zack Snyder. You
1: might as well cast. You might. You might as well give it to Michael Bay.
0: Oh my gosh! I mean, Michael he's, Bay he's is reaching excellent at-,
1: at spectacle. Yeah, I don't think Zack Snyder is that good at spectacle, uh-huh. but he brings nothing else to the table. Yeah. I would rather have Michael Bay.
0: Really? Oh no! Yeah. Don't don't even. And did say you watch that. Sucker Punch? No, I never. I don't want to watch it. Yeah, watch it.
1: No, Michael Bay does some things extremely well, and then he does everything else really horribly. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, All he right. understands spectacle and and right. you know action.
0: I mean, we'll see in the, in the next couple of years as we approach 2015. You know. There'll be some... I'm pretty sure there'll be some Comic-Con stuff in, in, you know, in between and might yeah. get people excited. We'll and we'll see. get super excited because everybody gets excited at Comic-Con right. no matter what. Right. <laughs> All right. So moving on. We've only um, 10 minutes. Of- <laughs> yeah. I didn't think we were going to take that long, but yeah. we had a lot to say apparently. Um, but um, before we get into our top five, I briefly wanted to talk about The Conjuring. Um, the Conjuring is a movie that's currently in theaters. It's a uh, horror movie. Um, we... Kind of very similar to uh, what's that other movie? Um, the one with that also had Patrick Wilson. Insidious. Insidious.
1: Yes. Really, that was a, a hundred yeah. percent a guess, right? Now.
0: Really, yeah. That like this. this I was movie. trying
1: to think of the two horror movies recently that yeah. I heard really good things about, and yeah. it was Insidious and yeah. So Patrick Wilson's got the magic touch. Yes,
0: I mean okay. So I heard a lot of good things about this movie. Um, I'm always really I'm always skeptical when I go watch a horror movie, quote unquote, mm. because most of the time, they're pretty disappointing. Um, they either try to overdo it with the gore and, and, you know, or whatever. You know, like... but It's like, it's like a cheap jump scare. Right, you know, kind of like Saw. Kind of Saw is one of the movies that kind of, like, changed horror movies. And for a long time, ever since that series started, yeah. you know, you got Hostile and then you got all these other kind of copy... Torture porn movies. Torture porn movies, exactly. And uh, it's nice to finally see, you know, movies like Insidious and The Conjuring kind of come along. Mm. We're changing the pace again. Um, um, so this movie was, uh, was, was a really good movie. It's, it's the same concept, pretty much like kind of like the paramor- ter- paranormal-, paranormal activity movies. Uh-huh. Where it's like a, a, a family that's kind of just being, you know, uh, haunted in their house and everything by some demon. Um, and it was a lot of fun, man. It, you know... I heard a lot of good things about it, so I wanted to check it out. Uh, Danny Trachtenberg uh, tweeted saying that this is a movie that you have to check out in theaters. It's better in theaters. And I'm really glad I checked it out um, in theaters. Uh, like I said, Patrick Wilson is in this, too. He was also an Insidious. Really good actor. Yeah, he's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Um, Vera Farmiga.
1: Vera Farmiga. Yeah,
0: she's great. Ron Livingston, who I'm a huge fan of, um, he's in this. And Lily Taylor. A lot of people know her probably from Six Feet Under. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really good cast, outstanding acting, even the little kids are great, and it was just, it was so much fun, man. Like, this movie is just a lot of fun, genuinely scary, you know, I'm not a very jumpy person, but I I promise you, like, the hairs on the back of my neck were standing up, and yeah. you know, during several scenes, um, and it was, yeah, it was just, like, I just wanted to talk about it briefly, because it was just a really fun movie, and I really appreciate a really good scary movie, you yeah. know? Yeah. So it, Any plot details Or do you want to Hold everything Um tight? well From what I've
1: gathered I think the only thing I've heard about it Is that it's, it follows Kind of like two Investigators Yes Who are the same people From the uh Uh They're like
0: these Famous paranormal right. Investigators There's a big detail Yeah that I left out This is actually based On a true story Ah supposedly and, Yeah supposedly And and it's You know The, the family is, supposed to, is supposedly Real Um the, yeah, the two investigators that you're talking about are supposedly also real paranormal investigators. Yeah, they they are actually really real people. Yeah. I, I say supposedly because like this is them
1: recounting stories. Like they they'll go to like college campuses and whatnot and give speeches mm. for like you know they they have like lectures where people come in and see them and they recount stories from their past. Right. Like one of the famous stories from the past was uh, uh, Amityville. The Amityville Horror? Amityville Horror, yeah, mm-hmm. that was based on one of their life experiences, I did, I did the I case that they investigated. That's mm-hmm. obviously like I guess the most famous one that they did. Yeah, but they have written books about cases they've investigated and whatnot. I only say supposedly because I still I don't you know I don't believe they're actually experiencing these things, but they're <laughs> out there telling people they are, so they're real right. people and. These are these are events that they recount.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. But like at the end of the movie, this is not a spoiler or whatever, but like the any credits everybody dies. <laughs> at the end of credits, they actually show pictures of the family yeah. involved in everything. Ah, uh, okay. um, so I mean obviously, you know, I am I'm, I'm sure a lot of the stuff was embellished. Uh, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, you take you take it D- depending on how you feel about this subject, right? Right. right. But, but if, maybe none of it was.
1: You know, I don't know whether or not you believe in. Whether you whatnot.
0: believe in it or not, it's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. You'll get you'll go in there and you'll get a good scare here and there. And you know, like I like I, I talked about it before, like on our Facebook page, too. It's like you, you have fun and you can't wait to see what happens next. You mm. know. So it, I'm pretty sure it's still in theater So I really, really encourage you to go check it out. Yeah, I might have to check that out. Yeah, and if you haven't seen Insidious yet, check out Insidious. Insidious I still haven't seen Insidious. Really, dude. So good. I know so Insidious good. was written
1: by uh, C. Robert Cargill, who is uh-huh. a writer for ANIC Cool News. Oh, okay. Uh so he's oh, on yeah, a long time. Yeah, yeah geek writer like a journalist in the movie yeah. uh, geek movie scene and whatnot, mm-hmm. and he decided to, you know put his money where his mouth is and go out and write a movie and it got obviously great reviews everybody liked it yeah and part 2 is com-
0: going to be coming out soon is it? so cool. yeah same uh, yeah yep. I'll have to catch up on that series yes you do <laughs> So, uh, I guess we might as well jump right into our top five lists now. All right. Um, We are going to start with five and move down to one like we usually do. And we're going to snake it around. So, you want to start us off? Uh, I'll start us off. Uh, My number five,
1: South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Wow. There are, like, two movies that I feel like are cult comedies. Mm -hmm. it's funny, like, these movies are, like, really special to me. Like, and then I hear, like, Conan O'Brien apparently watched these two movies, like, on a loop when he was doing his uh, tour. And that is South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, and uh, Team America, World Police. Uh,
0: which Matt Stone and Trey Parker movies. Right, both
1: of them Matt Stone and Trey Parker movies. And
0: I just, I, I don't know, I
1: guess, like... I just love their sense of humor. Yeah, it's really crass and a lot of times really stupid. <laughs> yeah. But it, I, I, they 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 know what they're going for. And they nail it every time. You know, I yeah. So this is like this is a, I, It's made my top five. Yeah, I I'm kinda, surprised. I, I'm not gonna. I'm pretty surprised. Yeah, I mean, this. if I I don't know if I went down. Really, which movies like connected with me that I thought were the the, the, the highest degree of artistry? Mm-hmm. Uh, this probably wouldn't make the top five, <laughs> but like when I think of the movies I like to watch, and I, with my top five, you'll realize as I go along, I kind of pick slots, you know. That, mm-hmm. they, so these movies aren't just my top five, but they're kind of representative of genres or styles. The
0: genres within animation, right? right.
1: Yeah, and, and for me, this is like as a is a comedy is is. I'm
0: kind of surprised. If you're a South
1: Park fan, like, this movie, they they nailed it. Because you watch South Park and you don't know whether or not, like... When I heard they were coming out with a movie, I thought, how are they going to stretch that Mm -hmm. to, to, like, an hour and a half? Yeah. Because it feels like... like, I I just, I couldn't imagine them stretching it. And then you realize when the movie came out, they made it into a musical. And the songs were all really funny and really catchy. Uh I think they were... uh, Nominated for an Academy Award, actually, or they were nominated for a Golden Globe, I think, for really? Blame Canada. Oh,
0: huh, huh. yeah. I don't know. I, I, I like I watch uh, South Park, and, and then the they high went on stuff. to write
1: the 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 play that's yes that's the Tonys, so. the Book of
0: Mormon. Yeah.
1: So don't don't get all I want to I want to go to
0: that so bad. I really do. But don't get all high and mighty. Guys, I'm, no, no, it it's fine. I, I just I just never been a big South Park fan. You know? Oh, okay. I, I didn't love the movie, but. It was hey, an that's awesome cool. movie. It was great. <laughs> Alright, so my number five <laughs> is kind of an opposite end, kind of a classic. Uh, it's a classy film for smart people. Yeah, no, a classic kid friendly movie. Okay. And that's The Lion King. The Lion um, King. Yeah, dude, 1994. So it's been almost 20 years since Lion King came out, Shit. which is fucking crazy. Yeah, uh, but They're anyways, super young guy. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was obviously can't you know what's there to say about it? Everyone has seen the Lion King, even today. You know, people have their kids watch the Lion King. Everyone knows about it, right? Um, JTT. JTT. Who played Baby Simba? Baby Simba. <laughs> and the singing voice of, of Young
1: Simba is a local product. Who's that? He was, uh, crap. His name is Mai Mai. <laughs> uh, But he went to Thornwood. Interesting. He was a friend of my brother's. My brother was in a theater program. Ah, cool. That's so how
0: I know him. Nice. But you forgot his name. Oh, I forgot his name. I wasn't a friend <laughs> <with> him. <laughs> All right. Matthew, I never uh, met him. Matthew Broderick, and of course, one of the greatest voices, you know, James Earl Jones. Uh, as uh, Mufasa
1: Mufasa yeah. yeah That sounds right Yeah
0: <laughs> And Scar Played by Jeremy Irons You know Nathan Lane And some other guy As uh, Timon and Pumbaa So yeah It was just
1: really so was, I just heard an anecdote recently About Nathan Lane And uh, the other guy Who played uh, that Played the other animals. Yeah apparently they The They work board? together all the time yeah. yeah They're like still friends And they work together all the time So
0: Yeah I forgot his name yeah. But anyways <laughs> Great story <Mike>. <laughs> <laughs> That's what
1: um, you're supposed to step in With a cool story Oh bro.
0: yeah anyways uh, That's it <laughs> That's my number five Yeah Lion King So uh, my number four Is a recent movie That has kind of become a classic I think in the last couple years It's always on TV And that's Ratatouille okay. Ratatouille has become One of those movies That whenever it comes on TV I have to just watch it I don't know why. Uh, I just love it so much for some reason. I, I, I don't know. Uh, it's kind of like on the a, on a same level as like Groundhog Day. When Groundhog Day is on, you just have to watch it, you know? Mm. Like those kind of movies. And they're always on. So I thought it was a really fun movie. Patton Oswalt is a funny guy. It's it a Pixar is. Pixar movie. It's one of, one of the high
1: Pixar movies that people yeah, refer yeah. to. I mean, there are tiers in Pixar movies, but that's one of the big ones.
0: Yeah. It was fun <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah a lot of, it's a lot of people's favorite Pixar movie mm-hmm. uh, Didn't make my top five yeah. But I, I, I love it obviously. Yeah, it's, great. it's a really, really good movie So uh, your number Pet four Oswald. Uh, my number four I'm going to the Far East Spirited <laughs> Away I, This is the Hayao Miyazaki film Represented in my top five mm. uh, I think it's his best film yeah. uh, I, I don't know It might be his highest grossing film I'm not sure. I think so though. About a little girl traveling across country with her parents, mm-hmm. uh, their car breaks down, I believe, and they go. They find themselves in an abandoned uh, theme park, and then you know she gets transported through this theme park to a, a fantasy world, and it's it's one of the most beautiful animated films mm-hmm. I, I've ever seen. Yeah, it's so creative. I mean, Hayao Miyazaki. just when he lets his imagination go wild he produces these characters that are just you will never see in in any other animated films Yeah, just like the creativity involved in this it's incredible and I feel like this is kind of for me personally his high watermark in that Mm -hmm. regard it's a you know story about isolation and and, and and alienation and mm-hmm. and this girl finding her way back to her family. It's really beautiful. Yeah,
0: I, I, I love Hayao Miyazaki. Like, mm-hmm. that guy is seriously. I think he was in my top five uh, favorite directors, too, when we did that one. Mm-hmm. Um, that list. Uh, it's just incredible. Yeah, you're right. There's always a lot of uh, meaning behind every single one of his films, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot about nature, a lot of stuff about nature. Uh, and there's always. You know, strong, like, women characters, strong girl characters, you know? Like, that's really, you know, he, he seems to really concentrate on, on female characters, too. But, yeah, Spirited yeah. Away, I, I really enjoyed it. It wasn't my favorite of his, but I love that guy, so I can't argue with you, you know, having that one as uh, in your top. I line. think it's objectively his best, but whatever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess it's my turn for number three? Yes. So, my third film is probably the most iconic anime uh, of all time at least in his way people think of it as anime. Obviously, Miyazaki makes animation, but people don't generally think of him as an anime director. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this would be Akira,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: the iconic uh, Katsuhiro Otomo film yeah. about a, a cyberpunk future Tokyo, a motorcycle gang, psychic kids, mm-hmm. and uh, an overbearing military presence. It's a, yeah. it's a post-apocalyptic future cyberpunk movie. And uh, as, as someone who's like myself, I'm a huge sci-fi fan, mm-hmm. uh, especially cyberpunk. I love like Neil Stevenson novels and and Neil, and, and uh, Gibson novels, and so to, to see like th- this is kind of the pinnacle of sci-fi anime. Yeah, and it's just so cool. Yeah, everything about it is so cool. I heard like uh, to yeah. the score to just the, the motorcycle designs, and it's just so cool.
0: Yeah, I've always wanted to see this movie. Like we talked about before. Uh, um yeah, like, I, for some reason, I just haven't, you know, picked it up. But, yeah, it sounds really interesting. I definitely got to check that out. I think my brother has watched it before. I think he likes it a lot. I'm too. sure he has yeah. watched it. I mean,
1: it's it's kind of... It's the most iconic anime mm. of all time, I yeah, would
0: say. Yeah, I got to check that out, man. Definitely. All right, so, uh, my number three is also a Hayao Miyazaki movie, and that is uh, Princess Mononoke.
1: Princess Mononoke, okay, Probably the most violent of his films. Oh,
0: yes. And so... Pretty much what this movie. This is actually a 1997 movie, mm-hmm. um, and it's about a guy that is cursed and must find a cure. While there's a battle going on between forest gods and humans that are chopping down trees, um, and during his travels while he's trying to look for this cure, he he kind of he kind of uh, meets this uh, wo- this girl that was raised by wolves, and her you know she's uh, Princess Mononoke, but. Um, you know, and just a bunch of awesomeness ensues. And like you said, there's it's, it was pretty shocking at times because, like, there's people being, like, their heads chopped off and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's not typical of me. Right. And, it, but, like, wow, it was, like, pretty dark. Um, but it was super entertaining, you know. Like, the story was great. Uh, the characters were awesome. Uh, And and one thing about the the Miyazaki movies too Usually when I watch like a foreign film I watch it in the original uh, language And I'll just read subtitles Mm -hmm. But a lot of these movies do get really good actors Yeah,
1: Miyazaki's dubs Yeah, yeah, the English versions They get A-list actors And they do do a really, really great job Yeah,
0: so um, Claire Danes uh, Gillian Anderson Billy Crudup Mini Driver, Billy Bob Thornton are some of the actors that that are you know play Rosanis or mm. voiceovers. I should say. So man, yeah. If if you seriously have not watched many Miyazaki movies, you gotta watch, watch Spirited you, you Away you have and to. then
1: watch Princess <laughs> Mononoke. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what Princess Mononoke okay, I think is the most adult of his movies. Yeah. So I guess if you're just gonna get it, if if this is gonna be your first intro, maybe that could be your hook.
0: Yeah, I guess so. But for the most part, like most of them are not like you know, yeah, like this, but. Um, yeah, so my number two Is another Miyazaki movie Another Miyazaki yes, movie Spirited of, away no. right. <laughs> Howl's Moving Castle Howl's Moving Castle So Howl's Moving Castle is just a fantastic film You know, the animation is just uh, Just beautiful And it, the, uh, the story is just great The characters are amazing And You know, like I said, this is what I love about Miyazaki. Like, he brings so much life to every aspect of his movies, you know? Even, like, for animated movies, that's huge. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So... And especially his, I mean,
1: we should point out, his films are hand-drawn. Yeah. Which is a really... They're not just 2D animated Mm -hmm. films, but they're hand-drawn 2D, which is extremely rare nowadays.
0: So, like, the aesthetic is just amazing, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, yeah, just... The The amount of detail in every detail, everything. Yeah, and especially because, like, he always has, like, such uh, odd kind of visuals, you know, Mm -hmm. like, creatures and things. And it's just so uh, amazingly done, like, so captivating. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, Howl's Moving Castle has a lot of that stuff. Um, If you've never heard of the movie, it, it was 2004... It's about a young girl that is cursed into an old woman's body and becomes friends with a young wizard named Howe. And uh, obviously, it's like uh, he, she starts working for him and they, they travel in his moving castle. Mm. Um, so it, it's just a really, really fun movie. Really cool. And Christian Bale is one of the voice actors. He plays Howe. Um, Christian Bale?
1: Yeah. Uh, I thought you said Kristen Bell.
0: No, Kristen Chris, Bell, a.k.a. Batman. Um, he, he, he's, does he use uh, a gross
1: Batman voice? I don't know. <laughs>
0: no, he does not. No. <laughs> but uh, Emily Mortimer, Blythe Danner, Jenna Malone, and even Josh Hutcherson. You know, so it's like great Billy acting. Billy Crystal.
1: You didn't mention Billy Crystal. Is he not in that movie? He's a little flame. Uh, Yeah,
0: you're right. He's fantastic in that movie. He's my favorite part. Yeah, okay.
1: You, was he in this one? I, Howl's moving castle As the, the castle flies Yeah There's a little flame That yeah. can't die out Remember
0: That's the one Okay yeah Because that's like Part of the story Yeah Like yeah. he's The deal he has How has a deal with Yeah right. Okay right right, right. And yeah. it's Billy that's Crystal That's Billy Crystal Oh okay Alright Yeah so Great movie A lot of fun Check that one out too For sure mm-hmm. Alright I guess That brings us
1: to My number two Yeah uh, My number two is A little different From the other ones I've mentioned In that it's not a drawn an- animation it is claymation or or a stop-motion oh, right. animation yeah. and that is i think the all-time classic the nightmare before christmas yep. tim burton's stop-motion animation film yep. uh it's it's a classic i mean yeah. people become obsessed with this i'm not a tim burton acolyte i guess mm-hmm. uh i know a lot of people like become huge huge fans of his and like you know, particularly the goth crowd. Yeah. <laughs> but I think people just... I, I, people, like, really get attached to him because it, I, I think he, he... His style is so unique and so pronounced. I mean, yeah. you know a Tim Burton film when you see it. Mm-hmm. Film or animation.
0: Yeah.
1: And this, I think, is probably his best work. I mean, this and Edward Scissorhands. This oh, is certainly yeah. His yeah. best animated work. Uh-huh. Uh, and he, he has a real respect and a real love of stop-motion animation, which is also a, a pretty rare thing nowadays. Uh, especially when you have CG, it's just so much easier to do it, you know, in, in as a three D model in a computer than to mm. actually make the puppets in hand to animate them. Yeah. It's a tremendous expense and an incredible amount of work, but it really pays off because you 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 come up with something that's it's really beautiful and it's really tactile when you watch it. And obviously the songs in this film are, you know, some iconic it, it's, it's it's I think it's a great Christmas movie. I don't even know, think I need to explain the plot to everyone. Everyone's seen this yeah. movie, right? Oh yeah Yeah it's a classic
0: It's great yeah It's a really good movie And I can't believe I forgot about it Uh You know Until you told me Before we started recording (laughs) Like oh my god I can't believe I didn't think about that But yeah It's definitely An honorable mention for me I'm a huge Tim Burton fan Um, Mostly his earlier work I think he's kind of lost his weight a little bit uh, in the last few projects. I but heard good
1: things that he do? Uh, I think the last movie we did was Frankenween. Yeah, music. I heard good things about that. I heard good You're things right. about that, yeah. yeah
0: but I, I haven't seen that yet. But everything else, yeah, in the last few years, he's, he hasn't been so great, but uh, I love his earlier work, yeah, so this is definitely one of the things, one of his works that that I really enjoyed.
1: Yeah, and so I guess that brings me to my number one, and that is uh, WALL-E. And that is all That love's about
2: And we'll
1: Uh, this is the lone Pixar film on my list, even though I think Pixar is kind of the, the gold standard for modern animation. Uh, but I, as I said before, I kind of slotted these in, and this is kind of a representative of all Pixar films, and it just happens to be my favorite animated film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wally is the first... I would say 20 25 minutes of Wally are essentially a silent film yeah and there's very little dialogue throughout the entire film mm-hmm. but for maybe even first 30 minutes there's almost no dialogue except for a little bit of computerized voice from Wally right. It's like a Buster Keaton movie. Uh, it, it, it really does kind of play into the old silent film kind of tropes. Yeah. And it does it so beautifully and so re- so fresh. Mm-hmm. And the way that character is, you immediately kind of fall in love with him. It's like this perfect exercise and anthropomorphization of, uh, of of these inanimate objects, essentially. Mm-hmm. They made him very simple, but the exp- he's able to express himself very clearly. Right. I think it's kind of... It's Pixar at its peak, yeah. In my opinion, like they just nailed it on every single beat. It's really heartfelt. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's my favorite animal.
0: Uh, film. Man, this movie could have been in my top five too. Uh, yeah, it's great. You know, um, could have
1: been if you had better taste. <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> uh Yeah, I totally agree. With everything you said. And how how they're able to make you get emotionally attached to a robot that yeah. doesn't really speak. You Which know? really
1: is just made up of two large eyes. Yeah. Like two cameras right. essentially. Yeah. Two camera lenses. <laughs> yeah. And just so, a little bit of movement on that and it, it just, yeah. yeah. They nailed
0: it. Yeah, me. so good. And the the whole relationship between him and the other robot e is it Eve? It's Eve, Eve. But he pronounced it Eva. Eva. Okay. One of the guys. Yeah. So, like, yeah, just uh, a beautiful movie too. Yeah, just gorgeous. Right. And, oh, it's
1: gorgeous. The, yeah. the color, the use
0: of color. Oh my like, gosh.
1: When his little uh, his little home in the
0: beginning. Yeah.
1: When he goes inside and it's just lit up by like multicolored Christmas lights. Yeah. And the, the he's kind of like obsessed with the old musical Hello Dolly, I think it was. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which is like it's so great. Like that was the when they were when Pixar was bought by Disney or essentially merged with Disney that was like one of the benefits is that now they had access to the Disney catalog like they could Mm -hmm. use actual footage and actual sound from Mm -hmm. you know a classic musical in their movie and it's used to such great effect I mean it's Mm -hmm. really so kind of quaint and heartwarming and it really kind of paints this character Uh, it really helps flesh out this character as being like this really sweet hopeless romantic
0: yeah yeah and I think one of the uh, scenes has stuck with me a lot was the just this gorgeous flying scene in space. Mm. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, right?
1: the space dance. That was
0: like one of the Yeah, yeah. oh my gosh. That. It was just so beautiful, man. Yeah. There really, so really many well there's done. this the
1: scene when he when he's first going into space and he's hanging onto the spaceship or hanging on to the rocket. Yeah. And he comes by these like blue like powder and he waves his hand up and it. it's like it's so everything yeah. about this movie is so intense oh, and beautiful. Yeah. Now for a lot of people the movie kind of fell apart later when when humans became involved. Yeah,
0: it did a yeah. little bit. Uh, yeah.
1: And and I kind of felt that way too. But then I rewatched the movie, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, a lot of my favorite parts of the movie come after that happens. Really? So I can't really I can't mm. hold it against it. I think it got kind of a bum rap in that regard.
0: Yeah, I don't. I mean, it didn't definitely didn't ruin the movie or anything. But uh. it, I don't know. But yeah, great choice. Um, so my number one is another classic and the reason i chose this movie is because it just for me it kind of like just is a definition of an animated movie you know you know for a grown-up especially like when you watch animated movies you want to feel a little bit nostalgic you want to feel like a kid again and for some reason aladdin has just been that movie
2: one jump ahead of the breadline, one swing ahead of the sword. I steal only what I can't afford. That's everything. One jump ahead of the law, man. That's all, and that's no joke. These guys don't appreciate I'm broke. Riff, raft, straight raft, scoundrel, take back. Just a little snack, guys. Ribbon open take. It's bad, guys. I can take a hint. Gotta face the facts. You're my only friend, Abu. Oh, oh, it's a father. He's become a one crime. I blame parents, except he hasn't gone home.
0: Gotta eat to live. Gotta still to eat. Tell you all about it when I got
2: the time.
0: Jump. You know, Aladdin. Uh, Was in 1992. You know? So, like, yeah, it's been 21 years. It's kind of crazy. But, man, just a great movie overall. Uh, You know, it. Every, it's another one of those movies, kind of like Lion King. Everyone's seen it, everyone knows about it. Yeah. Um, everyone our age has the songs
1: seared into the back of their right, head.
0: Right, yeah. I love that riff riffraff street rat. Yeah. I don't buy that. Anyways, I'm not going to serenade you guys. But, <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's about a street urchin that meets a princess, falls in love with her, and wishes himself to be a prince after being granted three wishes by Mrs. Doubtfire. So. <laughs> So uh, it was. Oh, but it was written and directed by Ron Clements and John Musket, and those those are the same guys that have done other classics like Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. Um, they did Hercules, and more recently they did uh, Prince and the Frog, which I haven't seen, but a lot of people love the Princess and the Frog. Yeah, the Princess and the Frog. That's yeah, right. That yeah. was the, the big kind of return from Disney to 2D animation. Yeah. So these are the same guys. The same nah. guys that have they have done that movie. So um, yeah, I just love it, love it, man. And uh, Robin Williams. Was great. He was hilarious. <laughs> See, and, uh, that's for me. That that was my
1: problem with that film. Obviously, the songs are yeah. great. Uh-huh. Uh, we all grew up. <laughs> you don't like Robin Williams? <laughs> I, I feel like his performance in this movie. I think we can all agree was a little broad.
0: What? <laughs> no, nah, man. I love Robin Williams. I remember as a kid, I just I loved that scene when he comes out. Like just that introduction. His introduction was one of little the while. best things ever. I haven't seen it in a little while. Yeah. But
1: honestly, when I think of the film, I'm like.
0: Yeah, Come on. I find some parts One thousand years will give you such a creak in the neck. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I'm... That's stop. reminding me how bad his performance was. <laughs> no, no, I'm not no, even no.
1: blaming you for that one.
0: All right. Whatever. Anyways, <laughs> the movie was a lot of fun. It just... It, it really makes me feel so nostalgic, and uh, that's why it had to be my number one. Mm. So, just a great movie. Fair enough. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> Dude, like, yeah, uh, our lists were very different. Very different. You know, I,
1: I got to say, when we when we decided to do this top five, mm-hmm. I really felt like this was going to be, like, the Pixar list. Yeah. We were going to name a bunch of Pixar movies. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to see that it's actually, I think we can agree, the the Miyazaki list. Yeah. We we totally <laughs> made three Miyazaki films yeah. and three different Miyazaki films yep. in, in our list. So, I mean, I guess that shows... The breadth of his, uh, his his ability. Yeah.
0: I mean, seriously, I'm I, like. i would, I'm pretty sure we talked about him in uh, Top Directors. Uh, I'm pretty sure I mentioned him and everything. So mm. just to reiterate everything I've said before, like I love that guy. Watch his movies. Like, we didn't even mention... You know a lot of his other stuff. He's done a lot of other. My, My neighbor, neighbor Totoro oh. I, is definitely. I like, love that movie. I think
1: if you pull just a random sampling of Miyazaki fans, that might be the number one movie. Yeah,
0: that was so 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 great. Um, Kiki's
1: Delivery Service. Yes,
0: Kiki's Delivery Service. Um, well, we'll get and we'll name a few honorable mentions. But before we do that, we're going to leave some of our listener top fives. Sure. Uh, so um, one of the lists we got here was from Karina. She's my sister. She was on a show before. Friend of the show. Yeah. So uh, her number five was Sword in the Stone. Uh, four was Iron Giant. Three was Princess Mononoke. Uh, two was Toy Story, which is one that we didn't even talk about. We didn't,
1: this was a really uh, tough one for yeah. me. I, I really went back and forth on the Toy Story series. Yeah. I feel like those three films are kind of, uh, they're really kind of impactful, I guess, for people my age and maybe even a little younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, just what they represent. I mean, that's kind of Potentially, that that is kind of the franchise of Pixar. Yeah, definitely. And Pixar might mm-hmm. be the greatest animation studio in yeah. modern animation.
0: So. Uh, she chose Toy Story, the first one The first um, one Yeah, and her number one was How's Moving Castle How's Moving Castle Another uh, Miyazaki movie I talked about earlier So that was great um, Cedric519 also shared his list
1: Yeah, his number five is Porco Rosso Which is a movie I've never heard of
0: I've, oh, it's, a, it's a Miyazaki movie, I'm pretty is sure it? Yeah, I've ah, seen it He's okay. a pilot, it's a pig pilot It was, it was pretty good ah,
1: Interesting, yeah. I'll have to check that out Number four, another movie I've never heard of <laughs> Golgo Thirteen, the Professional. I think this guy's got some pretty obscure taste. <laughs> I
0: had never heard of it either.
1: Okay, number three, Urusei Yatsura Two, Beautiful Dreamer. Another, I mean, this is like uh, clearly an anime fan. Yeah, you know, someone after my own heart, uh-huh. but who is much deeper in this than I am.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting hanging out with this guy. Two Spirited Away, Miyazaki there made my list, yeah. of course. And number one, Duck Amuck. A uh, Looney Tunes short film where Decky Duck, or Daffy Duck, I should yeah. say, uh, fights his animator. Yeah. Uh, which I vaguely remember. I seeing. do too. Yeah. And it's it was a pretty cool.
0: I, I remember it was pretty cool. I can't really remember it too well. Though. Bit of a cheat. It's a
1: short, really. <laughs> so, of course, it's going to you know, be great for over a very short amount of time.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. It's like you. a
1: sprinter versus a marathoner. Thank you, Cedric519. Thanks.
0: Um, we got another list here from Michelle. Uh, Michelle's number five was Coraline.
1: Coraline, which was that was a very good movie. I mean, yes, this is, it was
0: really good. We're really probably to say movie. this a lot
1: as we're reading this list. I mean, this was a really, really hard one to narrow down. There are yeah. so many great films. Yep. I put together like thirty movies just off the top of my head uh, that would be rightfully in the top five. Yeah. But yeah, Coraline, I uh, really, really enjoyed yeah. that one. Yeah,
0: I like this list too because there's a lot of stuff we haven't mentioned. The Incredibles is her number four. The Incredibles
1: is a lot of people's favorite mm-hmm. Pixar film. I know, like you mentioned, Dan Trachtenberg. That's his favorite Pixar. Yeah, film. I think it might be his favorite animated film.
0: You know, it's funny because I watched it um, many years ago, probably like when it came out, pretty much. Mm. And I just recently revisited it, like two days ago. It's only the second time I watched it, and I think I gained a little bit more of an appreciation for it too. Like it was, yeah. it was a really fun movie. It was really good.
1: Yeah. Someone mentioned about the uh, the potential uh, uh, movie down the road of uh, what is it, the Four Fantastic Four? Mm-hmm. And someone said, Yeah, they already made that movie. It's it's The Incredibles. Yeah. And it's it's hard oh, to think of someone coming yeah, out with yeah, I guess with, so, right? Yeah, of someone yeah. coming of them coming out with a new Fantastic Four movie and uh, it being as good as The Incredibles,
0: right. yeah. So that was a great movie. Her number three was Monsters Inc. I love Monsters Inc. That's I one of them, my honorable Inc. mentions too. too. Like, yeah. oh my god! I feel like every Pixar movie,
1: other than the Cars series, is would make my honorable mention. I'm sure, yeah, the the last uh, yeah. frame of that movie just destroys me. Yes,
0: the last time. one. <laughs> That's the exact... I was just about to say the same thing. Uh, oh my god! When I first saw that with like the ending, uh, I I teared up, man. Not gonna lie, <laughs> not ashamed to say it. Uh, her number two was Cloudy with, with a Chance of Meatballs.
1: Cloudy, I was not a fan of this, but no. a lot of people were. I remember we both listened to this last yeah. film, podcast and uh, they loved it. Yeah, uh,
0: but I'm just yeah, I, I didn't dig it. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I, I liked the snowball fight. Come on, that everyone, I'm pretty sure is listening has everyone that's listening that has seen the, the movie. Really? Knows. Can you assume that? Come on! The snowball fight! I, the, ice, the ice cream snowball fight! Man. That, toy that was awesome! Anyways, her number one was Toy Story. See? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we also got another list from Chris Matrice, who was also on the show before a with A friend us. of the show, yeah. another
1: friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, Chris, a man of taste. Mm-hmm. He's number five, He's number five, much like mine. South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. Yeah. This is it's pure comedy, man. (laughs) It's pure comedy by two of the best comedy writers in the business. Uh Number four, the Lion King. Yeah, all right. Number three, Toy Story Three. Yeah. And now this is we spoke about this before the show. Uh For me, Toy Story Three is kind of the iconic one of the series because I feel like the themes they were approaching, or the themes they were covering, what the, the message of the film mm-hmm. uh, is really the message of the entire trilogy. Yeah. Uh, but it's encapsulated in one film, and it's kind of it's pitch perfect. Oh yeah, it. it was
0: it was a really good. movie. And for
1: a time, I think it would hit a perfect score on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it might, might right now have a ninety nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I remember uh-huh. that being a big thing when it was out that like it didn't get a single negative review. Yeah. Uh, so that was his number three. His number two. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Another now this classics. is a bit of a cheat.
0: Because I don't it, know if I would it's describe a lot of it, it animated Yeah, right. there's a lot of live action in it. There's
1: certainly animated elements, so I'll let it stand. <laughs> but it's yeah. on notice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a classic, of All course. Right. And number one, the original Toy Story. You went two yeah. Toy Stories. Toy you know, Story fan. we
0: didn't have any of the Toy Story movies in our list. And we didn't. There's, we, we got a lot of emails with Toy Story in it. Right. Well, um, you
1: know, it's certainly a worthy,
0: worthy... Yeah. Interesting no Toy Story 2, though. Yeah, the, yeah, I, like right. Story, I think part, the second was probably the least of, my least favorite of three.
1: Well, sure, I mean, you're talking about the least of, of three great movies. I feel like Toy Story 2 was the first one where Pixar really got into their groove of just nailing you emotionally uh-huh. and going for the tears. Yeah. There was a sequence in that one about the female, oh, excuse me, I should say the cowgirl. yeah about her abandonment. Right, yeah. And it is just heart-wrenching. And that was the yeah, first time that they yeah, really was. had to stick yeah. the screw in. And it, it, you started to see after every movie at that point, there's like a scene where they just destroy you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But uh, we got a la- uh, another one. Just as we were recording this oh, from Pauline. One. Pauline, who actually recommended us uh, you know, to do this list. Uh, so uh, thank you, Pauline, for recommending animated movies for us. Um, but her number five was Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Another classic. Another classic Disney yeah. animation, yeah.
1: Yeah, Spirited Away. Spirited Away, very popular Four. list. Yeah, popular. number three is Ponyo. Ponyo, which we didn't mention, and yeah. I never saw.
0: You've never seen it?
1: I never saw it. Oh that. my god, you gotta watch it. It's another Miyazaki movie. It's another one, I think, like, I always think of uh, Mononoke as the strongest yeah. environmental message, Yeah. but from what I've heard, this one has a very, very strong environmental yeah.
0: message. Yeah, I guess, really? I don't know. Mononoke
1: is all about... Uh, yeah, but there, there was another movie
0: too, um... Damn, what was the name of it? I can't think of it. If Uh, I think of it, I'll say it. No. But anyways, uh, Land Before Time was her number two.
1: The Land Before Time, I saw that movie like a million times. You know, I don't know if
0: I've ever seen that.
1: You've never seen it? I don't think so. That was a series of films, actually. Yeah. I saw all of them a hundred
0: times. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Her number one was 101 Dalmatians. 101 Dalmatians. A
1: classic, classic
0: Yeah, very classic movie. So, yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you, everyone, for sharing your list. We really appreciate it. Um, And I think that's about it then, right? Did you want to mention any honorable mentions?
1: Uh, Sure. Uh, Paprika is something. I I want people to go out and find Paprika. Uh, It's an anime. It was actually the first anime I ever saw in a movie theater, Mm. uh, which is something I've always wanted to do. I saw it at the Chicago International Film Festival. Mm -hmm. It's a 2D animated film, uh, hand-drawn as well. Or actually, I don't know if it's hand drawn, but I know it's it's two D and it is the best, most beautiful two D action film I uh, film I've ever seen, animated film, and uh, it's 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 like Miyazaki. It's extremely creative. It's about uh, someone who go. It's like a psychiatrist who uh, uses a device to go into your dreams mm-hmm. to help. Uh, heal your problems, help you know work through your issues, mm-hmm. and then someone steals that device and starts using it for nefarious means. Oh wow! Okay. And and then they they have to go into this kind of dream world, and the, the action takes place in this kind of dream world, and then at some point you don't know what's a dream and what's not. Mm. But because of that, they, it's able to produce some really incredibly beautiful, creative visions that like you know it could only exist in this dream world.
0: Awesome. And
1: uh, yeah, so definitely check it out. It is the most beautiful. <coughs> 2D animated film I've ever seen and I remember walking out of the theater just buzzing like oh my god I have to see every anime in, in the movie theater now just because it was such a great experience yeah. of that movie
0: definitely adding that one to my list um Charlie Brown Christmas Charlie Charlie Brown Christmas dude I love the Peanuts I'm a huge Peanuts fan I feel so. like I've
1: lost appreciation for really? that just because it's uh, on so often it's become yeah. kind a of default
0: I love that movie it's great uh, Beating the Beast Beauty of course Beast, another classic Disney yes
1: Finding Nemo Finding Nemo, yeah. I, I didn't have a connection to that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't Dory, know. I the Dory like,
0: character was just made that movie. Yeah. And they're giving her a sequel now. Yeah. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. Dude, Finding Dory that. is the movie. That oh, that's I think awesome. The next Pixar movie. I want to see that out. already. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Uh, Persepolis. Persepolis?
0: I actually. Oh, Persepolis? Persepolis,
1: yeah. Okay. I, I read that uh, that graphic novel. I never actually saw Oh, yeah. The that was a pretty a, dark movie. Yeah. Of, yeah. It's
0: like uh, Family in Iran, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty dark, but it was really good. My brother Alex introduced me to that movie, actually. Um, so yeah, and of course, How to Train Your Dragon. How to Train Your
1: Dragon, which was one that I I, I struggled with when I started. When I finally got to whittle down to my five, mm-hmm. it was clear that it wasn't in there. Uh, but it was like one of the first movies that sprang to mind when yeah. we started these lists. Oh, so, uh, so good. Yeah, it's awesome. It is. I feel like that movie was when DreamWorks found their groove. Yeah, uh, it had always been like Pixar, which just was like incredible on another level. And, and then DreamWorks comes out with this with, with How to Train Your Dragon, which was as good as anything. Yeah Anyone's ever done It was I awesome was And
0: it was beautiful Like it was just great In 3D too Oh mm-hmm. uh, man The animation was just Amazing Have you seen the trailer For the sequel No I have not Oh it looks so awesome It's gonna be so I heard great. there's like A flying sequence it's, the, it's, it's just It's
1: not even like a trailer It's literally just One flying sequence Okay And I it's can't amazing wait. I
0: can't wait Alright, well that's about it um, Thank you guys for listening and everything And thank you for sharing your list, we really appreciate it We always love to get all your emails So if you ever want to email the show um, And just talk about Some of the movies that we talk about Or some of the shows that we talk about uh, You can do that at podcast at SomeCinema.com um, you, know, you can find all of our episodes on our website Which is SomeCinema.com you can find us on iTunes, search for us there, subscribe, 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 tell a friend about us, we really appreciate it, and we have a Facebook page, so you can look for us on there, and you can follow us individually on Twitter, you can follow Mike at... Uh, Mike Gonzalez, M-I-K-E-G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-Z. And I'm Lopez 23 that's T-H-E-L-O-P-E-Z-2-3, and the song for this episode is Randy Newman, You Got a Friend in Me from Toy Story. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll talk to you later.
2: You've got a friend in me You've got a friend in me When the road looks rough ahead And you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed You just remember what your old past said Or you've got a friend in me Yeah, you've got a friend in me